She did what I want all cisgender people to do when they mess up. You acknowledge that you did something wrong. You say, I understand what's going on. And you do the right thing, which she did. Such things, rightly or wrongly, send me into a, a spiral of misery and depression that lasted three days. You should not be wearing that in the United States of America. Okay. Are you a citizen? Yes, I am a Are citizen. Are you a United States citizen? Can you please get away from me? Then you should not be Can wearing that. Can you please get you away from me? Little dinosaur was a homophobe. And a gay little dinosaur came and wanted to play. That homophobic dinosaur said, get the fuck away. Hi, welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Durgan. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's been extra busy of late planning his LeBron James Welcome to Los Angeles party. Imagine LeBron's surprise when he shows up at Matt's place to realize it's just he and Matt, vanilla scented candles, and slow jam mixtape. <laughs> Talk about building a dream team. Matt, are you excited that uh, LeBron's coming to town? I'm excited because uh, the Kobe the Kobe weird fanboy, yes. like, uh, essentially rape endorsers, are um, uh, pissed off because LeBron's obviously... A, Kobe's not in the top ten by by any stretch. Well, you hated. I know you hated Kobe. How do you feel about LeBron? I I've always liked LeBron. I I think I don't understand why people hate him. I mean, he's he obviously has some sort of an ego, but yes. he's also probably the best athlete in the world. So like, I, I would I would challenge you to say like your average guy that talks shit about LeBron James. If you were the best athlete in the world, I guarantee you, you would be much more of an asshole than LeBron James is. Oh, I'm not even a good athlete. I'm a much, much bigger <laughs> asshole. If I could dunk, I would just dunk over everybody all the time, constantly, and pick up games and, and, and point to them in your face. He does annoying stuff, but, you know, like, I just, I don't understand the, uh, and I'm also not going to become, a, a like, a Lakers fan, mostly because I don't, I don't want to be looked at as, you know, a Johnny-come-lately, but... Uh, you know why do people hate the guy he's never been in trouble with the law he he speaks out selectively on on social issues he seems to be a he seems to be a reasonable person i don't have a problem with, i mean he has got the pouty face thing going on and the angry little thing bitchy no, face. he's but a all passive the, aggressive but all the, bitch, but every but, single nba player has that right they're, they're all the same no i think he's i think he i think he's actually i would say he's the best player ever i as even a warrior fan i don't disagree with that i um, think jordan's probably I don't think he's past Jordan yet. Uh, you know, but individually, as just uh, the, the talent, the basketball talent of what he can do. Yeah. I've just never seen a big guy move like that before. I mean, the guy's enormously strong. Yeah, he's huge. Jordan was a Jordan was a finesse player. LeBron is just a fucking powerhouse player. And how many times does it work out? Like, I remember him being on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and he was like seventeen or eighteen years old, and it was like the next coming. How how often does that actually work out? Right. Never. No, he actually lived up to the expectations and, and probably surpassed them. He clearly hasn't fucked up with. He hasn't. He, he works hard. He hasn't fucked around with his body. He hasn't made a lot of mistakes. He hasn't got arrested, like you said. He doesn't do dumb shit. I'm sure he's had a few ladies give him babies and stuff, but nothing too bad. Well, that's fine. Yeah, no. I mean, he's he's actually takes a very. He obviously hits the weight room. I can see that. He's married to a chick that he met in high school. How fucking often does she wake up and thank her fucking lucky star? Yeah, I mean, well, not when he's on top of her, probably with a <laughs> fucking brow, that giant re recessive brow. Here's what you know. Yeah, I, I mean, he's not an attractive man. I guess we can agree on that. No, I was thinking about LeBron a lot this week because I was looking at Serena Williams. 
And they really remind me Pretty of one much another. the same same guy. I, did you watch Wimbledon? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> no, I didn't watch Wimbledon. Is that a know. serious question? ESPN. <laughs> ESPN ran like, during Wimbledon, I don't know if they had the covers, they ran like 75 puff pieces on Serena Williams as a mother, the mother now, mother and athlete. Mm-hmm. And not a single one mentions, ever. nothing ever mentions about Serena Williams as twice the size of all her competitors. I mean, LeBron's bigger than, stronger than any NBA player, yeah. but he's not twice as strong as any NBA player. He is unusually strong, but like by ten percent, by ten percent, <laughs> no, she's enormous. She is fucking are, enormous. Yeah, I, I really think that, and and people have said that this is racist, and it's not. I think that her father uh, gave them hormones when they were young. Oh yeah, because if you look at her body, it like you said, it's. You ever met a woman that has biceps? No, twice the size of yours. Her traps, her traps are enormous. And now that she had the baby, she, her body just got bigger with baby stuff. I mean, baby stuff. So now she just looks even. I mean, she put on like twenty pounds of probably fat on top of that. <laughs> so now she just looks like a uh, you know. So what does she weigh? What? How tall is she? Like five, 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 five ten, I think. Five nine, five ten. Her sister's taller, I think. She's maybe five nine. Dude, I sat next to her on a plane. Yeah, she's big. And uh, I was like, "That's. I'm sorry. That's not a genetically." No, a woman, but like, nobody, nobody will. Ma- all they talk about is like her motherhood and how recovery and how she almost died. Like, I love the story. She almost died during bir- giving birth. Like was that's nineteen fucking twelve. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like their stories. Like she almost died giving birth. Like you know how many rich celebrities die giving birth every year? Zero, zero. Actually, the number is completely zero. It's so fucking stupid. I just want someone to say like, obviously she's advantaged she by using her- a baby out of her penis. Though, <laughs> yes. So that's uh, just one person to say like. Obviously, Serena is a great tennis player and advantaged by the fact she has 40% more muscle mass than anyone else on the female tour. Yeah. Just say that. Well, I, I don't agree with women's sports, and, and this will never become an issue as far as I know, but if you're a true feminist and you believe in equality, you should compete against... There, there should not be a separate category. Well, she offered to, but then, then everyone kind of admitted that she wouldn't, she wouldn't be able to play. Even, even with her strength, it's still lady strength. But I think even well, if a she guy would, she would be the three hundredth best player at being generous. Even even uh, I think even if a guy like a, a brute like a, just a brute muscle brute guy played tennis, people would point out all the time how strong that guy was. Right? They'd mention it as a guy. If some muscle bound guy played tennis and like was whacking the crap out of the ball, but it would come. It would come up. But he couldn't. He, he wouldn't be able to move laterally. No, I know. I, I think tennis actually benefits women. Because usually when you watch a woman play a sport, that they look retarded, and yes. you're like, you shouldn't be doing that, like basketball. But I think tennis actually, it's an interesting thing. When when you watch tennis, they look like they can do it. Like, and and I think it's because of the hip ratio that women are able to move laterally. Yes. Um, but the ball's not going as fast. It's not going 110 miles an hour like the men's game. No, but when you watch a woman shoot a three pointer, you're like, yes. fucking stop! Like you, you look like a buffoon. And also the ma- the female matches go like an hour, but the like those guys semifinals went six hours. Yeah, I don't know how that. I don't know that the women can play for six hours at a. At a well, they play less sets too. But also, they're usually not as competitive. So they usually like Serena's matches are usually about an hour. Right. I couldn't see her. She couldn't with that body size. There's no way she'd go six hours. Wait, I have one other thought. First of all, fuck tennis. Yes. Like, if you're gonna tell me, like, if I went to a tennis match and, like, you know, I don't know, a cool play happened, I'd be like, yeah, and I, I'd be like applauding. And if someone said like, shh, I'd be like, fuck you, like I will <laughs> fucking fight you right now, the only time you fucking piece of shit. I will watch six hours of tennis just to watch one guy shoot between his legs, <laughs> the shot between his legs. That's always the best. But uh, what? Is, 
so what's the especially relating to LeBron and um and Serena? I always hear this, and I've never known what it meant. They'll say, uh, especially in fighting and boxing, but also in basketball, they say, uh, well, Allen Iverson was the best pound-for-pound player. I'm like, <laughs> no, actually, LeBron's the best pound-for-pound player. Like, what does that – like, why, first of all, why are we quantifying it that way? Well, I think it, in, in boxing like – Vern Troyer may be the best fucking <laughs> player of all time in that well, case. Well, he's dead now. Um uh, I think in boxing it makes sense because they don't compete. You compete by weight, so you don't compete against each other in different weight categories. So to compare, like Roy Jones, which I don't agree with, by the way, I don't agree with it either. But they do do it. So like the light, the middleweights never fight the heavyweights. Therefore, you can never have a straight up competition. So therefore, you have to decide who's the best in each group. And they'll say Roy Jones Jr. is the best pound for pound fighter ever, because you know based on 160 pounds, he was the best. But he couldn't beat a guy. At but there's no 80 pound category. No, there's, there's no midget. Like no, I've seen midgets fight for. It's really awesome. Yeah, actually. it's actually <laughs> it's one of the coolest things. All right, this was last this week's Last Man Earth podcast is sponsored by the upcoming Disney movie Biceratops. Follow the adventures of Benji, an LGBTQ dinosaur searching for his true self in the Cretaceous era. I can't even tell if you're making shit up at this point. Biceratops will leave you questioning everything you ever knew about dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> it's my theory that, uh, I don't know if you saw that there was a big uproar uh, over the last Jurassic Park because there was a lesbian subplot in the movie. Uh, like one of the character, the female characters was lesbian and they cut it out of the movie. They, at the last minute, they decided to cut the lesbian part out. I had a bit of an uproar because I watched the movie and it yes. sucked. Yes. Uh, I didn't really care about the sexual overtones. Well, it was like, well, you know, the things, you know, the studio must put a note saying, like, can we have a lesbian moment in there just be, to appease everybody? And they did it. Then, like, at the very end, like, whoever put it out said, no, just, just get rid of it. And people found out about that. And so they got really upset. So my theory is that Disney is going to make an actual just gay dinosaur movie where there's just like a heroic gay dinosaur <laughs> called. A biceratops, <laughs> just who's just a gay, a gay straight triceratops who just is like doesn't fit in anywhere and has to, you know, it'll be like the movie we're going to talk about later, uh, Boy Erased, where eventually everyone will come around to love that. Like that his dinosaur. back scales or whatever you call that are like rainbow color, rainbow because no one knows what color dinosaurs were. No, but there's I, no way of actually proving that. So it could be pink. I think know. they're going to have gay. I think Disney will have. I think they're actually having gay. They're having gay characters in their movies now, in their animated movies. So remember in uh, um, oh God the one Emma Watson did the Beauty and the Beast last one Josh Gad played a gay character in Beauty and the Beast the candlestick no no he wasn't he was actually a guy and he was oh, a, quite a human but he played he was openly he was it was mentioned that he liked other men in the movie there was a reference to the fact that he liked other men in the movie weren't they uh, oh man I I, I'm, I'm gonna sound so ignorant I, they're French right is yeah Beauty and the Beast French? yeah you can't tell they're, they're yeah all those guys are. Yes, but there's actually going to be when they start making animated movies soon. They'll actually be openly gay, gay animated animals who will just be gay dogs or gay lions. You know what sucked about that Jurassic Park? Not not the lesbian subplot, but yeah, everything. I I went to see it. Uh, My friend uh, actually does the uh, what do you call it CGI. Yeah, so she she goes to watch the movie and she knows it sucks. But um, so they had the one dinosaur that was like an experiment, and then at the end. It escaped and fought another dinosaur. Yes. But they were like the same dinosaur. Like they looked exactly the same. So it's like, well, why? First of all, why did you take a risk developing this new dinosaur when you already had, like, I don't think you're attracting new, new customers or patrons. And secondly, uh, like, I I don't know if they got lazy, but it it just looked like the same dinosaur. 
I think I can't tell. It's like same thing when I watch like uh, Chariots of Fire. It's all British people. I can't tell the characters <laughs> apart. <laughs> all British people look alike to me. I have to admit, I have no idea. They're all all the blonde ones, especially look alike to Dude, me. Dude, I can tell if someone's, uh, with with few exceptions. I don't know what it is, but I can tell if someone is European just by looking at their face. Um, yeah, I can pretty the, much. The Americans it. have a more refined. It's muddled more, you know. I can uh, tell the uh, the uh, Russian girls in porn right away. Yeah, they have that sort of sunken eye, like sort of Siberian look going on. Yeah, like, like big dink, jaw. Didn't get, get enough calcium, perhaps, as, as children kind of look. I mean, also they're ninety percent of the porn actresses, but also there's something about the Russian Russian porn stars that they don't speak. They also don't speak very much. But there's also a very like if you look at Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. Yes. You could. I, Looks I know what his voice is going to sound like before I hear him talk. I you thought know? he doesn't talk. I thought that was his whole shtick. Well, I, I, <laughs> I know, but he does have a British accent. Uh, do not forget to become a patron of the show on patreon.com slash Earth. It's growing leaps and bounds. Thanks to all our new patron, patrons, patrons. Get on this shit now before it disappears. I'm going to lock it down soon. Pretty soon I'm cutting off any more patrons. So it's gonna be like this thing at the. I always wonder, like at the like hospitals or museums, we put the list of people who donated. Like if they run out of space, and then what if like the guy is a big donor, then someone comes and puts more money in. Do they just like create a new font size and put it over the other person? It seems kind of fucked up. Uh, it, yeah, I was. Uh, they sorry, chi- they, chi- they chisel their names in, so they can't really take them off. Is it a like? I think this is a curb your enthusiasm episode, so it's not a very original thought, but. Isn't it kind of a dick move to be anonymous? When you donate? Yeah. Uh, well, it is considered the highest form of charity, Matt, to be an anonymous donor because you receive no uh, esteem or prestige for your donation. Well, if we're talking efficiency, though, dude, you know someone's going to figure it out. Yeah. So, like... Well, who's you, an anonymous donor? There's no, like, anonymous hospital. They're not, you know, it's always called... Every hospital in L.A. has a name in front of it. It's all Spielberg. Spielberg runs a lot of hospitals in this town. All right. Another thought is, um, so the healthcare industry is probably one of the top employers of um, in, in any given city. It's yes. health, healthcare is a very big field. I don't understand how the hot nurse thing came about because, like, I've sort of been on these dating sites, and if it's a nurse, I'm like, absolutely not. Like, you like wipe old people's asses. That's gross. Like, you're kind of gross. I don't understand how that became a trope. Uh, well, I don't think there actually are hot nurses. Are you saying there are no hot nurses? You're saying even hot nurses are not hot to you because they, they change bedpans. Both. Yeah. Like obviously (laughs) there's no, there's not the hot blonde nurse. They're 40 year old Filipino chicks that are, you know, 50 pounds overweight. But even if there is occasionally a hot nurse, she's not hot to me because I'm I'm picturing her day to day. I had a, uh, I actually had a room, a female roommate, uh, who went to nursing school uh, and uh, when her friends came over, it was very disappointing. Very disappointing. I was say I was just like, should I invite my nurse friends over? I'm like, yeah. And then when they showed up, it was kind of like, uh, <laughs> no. Well, no. don't nurse. Don't they all have like PTSD? I mean, could you imagine, like, if I if I worked a day in the life of a nurse, I would get home and sob uncontrollably. Yes. And and probably drink myself into a coma. Like, I don't understand how they're dealing with this all day. Like, oh, this homeless guy came in and uh, maggots were eating his foot off. And then I had lunch. Like, what? How? There's only one, there's only one nurse stereotype that actually holds. And it's the saucy black nurse. 
<laughs> who controls the whole, dominates the whole place, and like nothing phases her whatsoever. Right, like right. the maggots, she just tell people to get, get. She yelled the maggots to go away. So that's the only. One, I think that's the only stereotype. See, I says. would be friends with her, but sexually, I wouldn't be into it. Yeah. Also, I think you're getting all your tropes from porn. So I think you need to be careful of, of believing real life comes from porn. Well, it's clearly f- like fetishized. Like I'm assuming that it comes from like the World War II era. So some old guy is like laid up and he develops a crush on the nurse. But that was back probably when they had like one nurse per person. Well, yeah, all, that's when all the pretty girls had to uh, be nurses until they got right, married. Right, and, and hot chicks worked, Yes, which they don't now. Uh, uh, if you wish to contact the show, hit us on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. I don't to the show. Uh, Matt, something you, you and I disagree on right off the bat, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, first of all, I just I want to say I just don't like British people anymore in general. I'm just sick of British people. I think people. we can agree on that. Yeah. So I think anything I say negatively against him is also the fact that- uh, It's basically a first strike. Yes. It's a first strike. Also, like three or four of his movies are the second strike <laughs> because he made Borat like five times, just giving it a different name over and over again. Yeah, the, the, it became like it was so obvious that he was trying to shock, like shock humor. Like I, I think I walked out of Bruno when he was uh, uh, talking with his penis opening, slitting his penis. Yeah, that's actually when I left. Yeah, it's just it's like not not that I'm homophobic. It's just I, it's not funny. It's uncomfortable. No, it's uh, that's just not. Uh, it wasn't funny anymore. How was that even approved? By the way, uh, I don't. But that, the whole thing was how gross is how gross and. and homophobic and everything his his show his you know his movies were and after a while and that was 10 12 years ago he didn't seem to like he didn't seem to develop a new shtick at all like he's still doing the same thing and he was supposed to i thought he was going to be he was supposed to play freddie mercury in the uh, queen movie yeah Uh, that's a disaster yeah but i thought he might have been good at that because he does the gay kind of like effeminate thing very well he looks exactly like Freddie. yeah and he's skinny and does like the sort of effeminate guy thing pretty well yeah uh but so his new show who is america which is on showtime all the cable companies are trying to get as politically progressive as as possible as fast as possible for whatever reason um netflix i think is just giving out shows to anyone who knows sarah silverman at this point (laughs) like friends sarah silverman but his, his new show is about him dressing up again as like some foreigner, and he always has the same accent no matter what country he's from. And his costumes aren't even very good, by the way. I mean, I don't know if people, I, I don't know if people like don't look at him and go like, dude, you're wearing a fake mustache and like a hairpiece, and your accent is horrible. Like, how do people not know he's like a phony? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. It's like I, I rewatched that movie, um, Brokeback Mountain. Have I talked about this before? No, that you, I've, so sure it's called it Brokeback Mountain, which is essentially yes. a gay porn title. Yes, but in the movie, Jake Gyllenhaal was like praised for his his uh, brave performance. He's wearing like the most yes. obvious fake mustache. Yes, that's not even necessary. And then when he gets older, it's like really bad. It lo- yes. like you can see the glue. Yes, and the, like and I think they give him a fat. They give him a fat suit. I think towards the end too. Yeah, yeah. Like he puts on thirty pounds. They put the fat. Dude, thing. if I walked in here and and granted, I, you know, I haven't like s- looked directly into your eyes. If you were wearing an obvious fake mustache, yes. I'd be like, why don't you take that off? Right. Like, which may be why uh, Sasha Baron Cohen can only fool people like Sarah Palin <laughs> and other people who aren't particularly smart. Sarah Palin's an idiot. She is an idiot. And basically, everybody he gets on his... He, and she's a bigot, by the way. And she's a bigot, and she's a she's a twat, and everything else. But I don't see... My she problem with... Glenn Rice. My, well, that's a, that was her high point. I know. That's, I'm saying that's... <laughs> she got to go for Glenn I Rice. I respect that. Glenn Rice Jr. now. He, he, he could stroke it. Uh, he was great. Um, is 
my problem with what he does is not you know who he picks on or even the it's kind of funny it gets like them to say like four-year-olds should have guns or three-year-olds should have guns or this year in our state government they had a bill put in that would have made it illegal for someone four years old to 12 years old to have access to a gun uh, oh we we killed we, we killed the bill they tried to stop four-year-old children from having access to guns? Yes, yes. What is the logic that these people come up with? Stuff like that. It's kind of amusing what he gets these dumb people to say. But at the same point, they are like dumb people. He's not like, he's not... Sh well, he's not picking on your average dumb person that's hanging outside the 7-Eleven. This is a governor of a state who almost yeah, became she, the vice president. Yeah, but like, they're all... It's not like she's a, a... He's not picking on a random person i guess what i'm saying is like you know we're gonna talk later about like the drunk old guys in the parks who say shit about like blacks and latinos <laughs> it's like they're not represent i mean yes yeah, she was i agree that it was scary she was almost the vice president of the country that was incredibly scary mm -hmm. but like it's not like he's like delving into the intelligentsia and like revealing some sort of hypocrisy people aren't aware of yeah he's finding like he's finding like right-wing loons who are like gun nuts and then get them to say nutty things about guns. Well, I guess I disagree because I think that I often don't realize, like, you know, Sarah Palin's not a, a fucking Fulbright scholar, no. but you also might forget how frightening it is that she led, in theory, was in charge of a state. and Your state, she, as she, a matter of fact. My state, yes. yes. A, a good eight-hour drive yes. uh, from Fairbanks. And... Uh, she might be considered mentally retarded. It, it goes like, I don't know. I, I'm always amazed. Like George Carlin said, uh, you think of how stupid the average person is yes. and half the people are stupider than that. Yes. And, and it's funny. And I, I always think about it cause it's true. I mean, people, people are, are not, they're dumb, but I mean, it's there's like, a huge variance between like, I don't think that I'm hyper intelligent, but I know that I'm so much smarter than a lot of people I talk to. But so like if you're like a comedian and you're like picking on the idiot in the crowd, it's kind of amusing to me, but it's not that amusing, right? Because like you got some idiots saying stupid things. And it's kind of amusing, but picking on dumb people to me has never been, I don't, I don't find that funny because I think like, okay, they're dumb. So the, the bar is so fucking low. But isn't it like a farce that that woman, yes. there's only 50 governors. I agree. She became she became a governor. I believe there's a lot of idiot governors. But yeah, she's, she's probably one of the worst. So, I mean, Jerry Brown believes that Jesus talks to him. So there is that. I mean, you could, you could go to any governor. They're all going to be fucking idiots. In some Jerry level. Brown would run circles around that. Probably. Woman. But I, well, I guess the point of the comedy for me is that it's not as funny because he's finding old twisted idiots and like getting them to like believe he's first of all he's not wearing a, a mustache and a wig and then talking about like arming three-year-olds well dude it's it's like my th the thing i can find a nut you can find a nut in any corner to like you know believe anything here's the thing man if, if you show up do you know how uncultured you have to be i'm not saying sasha baron cohen is is like the pinnacle of of art of art or or media but if you show up and you're not like, oh, it's Borat. Yes. That means that you don't consume media. That that means that you're 
not, not just ignorant to it, it he's not and he's not fresh on the scene by the way he's been around for 20 years doing the same thing dude when i i'm, I'm sure i've told the story before but it always fucking fucks with my head i was watching oprah accidentally when i was uh, like 10 years old and oprah um had the things that you need to buy which she then promotes on her own website. So one of them was a bagel slicer. So, like, I'm sure you've heard this talking point, but um, one of the largest um, causes of emergency room visits is slicing a bagel because they're kind of hard and people... I've seen, I've seen someone cut their hand open cutting a bagel. Personally? Personally. Yeah. Yes. So after, they, after telling the guy that he's going to cut his hand open and him saying, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, he did the thing where he cut it, he held it in his hand, and he cut it towards his hand. And it sliced his thumb it open. Sliced his, his whole palm open. Cause you, so you've seen the things in like your average craft table where they have the yes. essentially a little bin, yes. like a guillotine. That you yes. So, so Oprah was like, buy that. And then, so I didn't watch that episode. I watched the episode after that, and she was like, oh, I got so many emails. So Oprah said, you guys know, basically so many of her viewers didn't know what a bagel is. <laughs> and like, I'm not saying you have to be a Jew or like you even have to eat bagels because I don't think they're very healthy. But to not know what a bagel is, is inexcusable. And uh, that's the caliber of person that we're dealing with. Uh, yes, they're idiots. I just, I would like to see him his his bar I mean, is all low hanging fruit, and I don't think he's opening anybody's eyes to anything. So I would just like to see satire rise to a higher level. I think he's an intelligent guy. He probably has a little bit more in him than what he's doing. And I don't give a shit what he does. But mostly, I just hate British act comedians. <laughs> Why every single late night show has to be a British comedian commenting on America and how stupid America is, dude. It's instinctively, it's, I just want to defend America. Well, the only Americans we have are the SNL anchors, uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che. Everyone else uh, who are, you know, talented people, but Jim, uh, uh, what's the British guy uh, on HBO? John Oliver. John Oliver, uh, Jim Jeffries. Trevor Noah. Trevor. Well, I have a theory uh, yes. on it is is that you have to hear it from a different voice because if I just went and explained to you how fucked up shit is, you'd just be like, uh, I think you just tune out. But I would I would offer that there are probably no American comedians on late night British television making fun of all the British problems. Well, they have state run TV, so yeah. Well, they have Sky, have other shit like that. But there's no like guy making fun of their teeth over there. That's just not something they're going to they're going to tune they're going to tune into. Well, I don't really care enough. There is a oh fuck, what's the comedian? Uh, I'm spacing on it. There's a guy that uh, went to the Netherlands. And he's an American, and he's like the biggest celebrity. Oh, in, really? In uh, Tom, does he does he rip on Dutch people? Yeah, I think so. But he's like they find it amusing because he's like an American. Hold on, let me. Uh, I feel like it's a it's a this is one of those things where it's in house. Like you can like make fun of your own family, but you don't get to make fun of other people's families. I feel like we need someone who has like some skin in the game to be uh, making fun of America. Sasha Baron Cohen is just uh, another l in the long line of British people who come to America. Uh, Mary Hot, Mary Hot, uh, usually Mary Hot American girls, and they make fun of America a lot. Uh, Tom Rhodes is his name. Sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, uh, I grew up in Alaska, so I've I've never subscribed to a lot of this raw raw shit. So I don't really care. Going door to door for Governor Palin. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you heard about Sarah Palin? <laughs> Do you have five minutes to talk about Sarah Palin? Dude, I used to go to basketball camp, and it uh, like. 
Why don't you have sex she with you? She was just a slut. Why don't you have sex with you? That's horrible. Because she's a lot older. I, I wasn't killing it like I am now. All right, Matt. We got an email from Evan. Uh, I, I know you love open letters. I love open letters to newspapers because open letter is basically saying, like, absolutely nobody asked me to write this or cared that I wrote this. Yeah, I don't even understand the, what it means. Open, like, open letter means nobody wanted this. I'm not getting paid. I'm not getting paid, but it also means, like, nobody asked me to do this, uh, which is, it sort of implies that nobody wanted it. Like it's so, but it's so important, even though not a single person asked you for it, I've decided to write an open letter. Uh, so there's an open letter by the Me Too victim, various victims of Harvey Weinstein and other Me Too victims. Wait, who? I'm sorry, who wrote this? Uh, it was written by Rose McGowan, uh, t- Mira Sorvino, a bunch of other women in the Harvey Weinstein. Mira Sorvino got fucked over. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Anyway, sorry. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Terry Crews, because it's all the Me Too is <laughs> Me Too is Fuck victims. Off. Uh, they wrote an actual open letter in the Times, uh, which will publish anything if celebrities write it. Wait, how does that work? Is it like a Google Doc? Like, how did three people write a, a No, letter? no, like 20 people. Someone wrote it, and they were signed by 25. Oh, they, like, signed They up. signed written people. I don't know who actually wrote it. But it was in defense of, is it Asia or Aja Argento? I don't know how to pronounce her name. It's spelled Asia, but I assume it's, it's pronounced in a much more European I've heard way. it pronounced Aja, but... So she was, yeah. So she's the Italian actress. By the way, did her dad, who's uh, the most famous director of the country that she's from, did he not? He never heard of the continent Asia. Did he think (laughs) people would say it differently for some reason? Uh, I I have no idea. But she was born. She was born to be an indie actress in uh, in Italy, and she was also dating uh, Anthony Bourdain the last year or two of his life. How do you date a guy that's on the road three hundred and eighty days of the year? Uh, I don't know. How does that work? I don't know. I think you do a lot of inst- you do a lot of uh, tweeting and sexting, sexting, Instagram back and forth, and then you meet in New York every now and then in between takes. So she after after Anthony Bourdain died, and people uh, started blaming her. A number of trolls on Twitter. Uh, I don't know why you call them trolls, but they had this theory because I had this similar theory. I don't feel like a troll. Was that she at least had some responsibility for his death? Not that he wasn't a, a, a suicidal for like the last twenty years. But that at the moment he killed himself was partly because of all the drama in his life that he was having with her. Uh, uh, you mentioned before the show that she was seeing other men. Yeah, I, I don't really. I, I'm not a tabloid guy, but I happen to read up on this. Uh, long story short, he was obsessed with her. Yes. Um, he was lonely in hotel rooms, probably sleeping two hours a night. Um, and uh, she posted a photo with a guy she was fucking. And that upset him, and uh, so all his friends were like, "Yo, this is not a healthy situation." Then she removed the photo after he killed himself with a, a bathrobe, very tasteful belt. We still, we still not sure how I that happened. Know how that's possible? Yes. And uh, then two weeks later, she reposted the photo and removed it again. Anyway, point being, he was none too happy that she was fucking other guys. He doesn't have time to fuck chicks. Now, Who's he fucking? The Armenian tour guide? Give me a fucking Isn't it weird? Can you imagine being 60 and being that obsessed with a woman, though? Like, it just seems like it's, it's like a young man's thing is to be, have some weird obsessions. I'm going to be 40 in four years. I guarantee you I'll f- still you be know, obsessed. feel the same way as I do now. Really? That seems like a very fragile place to be at 60 when you're a successful guy. You well, he's also it. shooting testosterone directly into his veins. You yeah, have to, but he would, he would not have trouble getting women, of course. So it seems like an odd thing for a six-year-old celebrity to be obsessed with some... Uh, I happen to be watching um, 
I think it was called uh, No Reservation. It's the same show basically, and uh, it was like a really old episode. It's like grainy video. Yes, I don't know why it was on TV, but he was like not in great. He didn't have guns. No, you know. Oh, you're talking about he was like pre Sean Penn then. He was a little chubby. Yeah, like he he's a food guy, and he's also an alcoholic, and he also travels a lot and lives in hotels. Well, I would like. To know how you then become super jacked. He like, went through the Sean Penn conversion program <laughs> where at 50, you suddenly uh, start getting really tan. You have to tan your skin because it makes your skin weird when you take that uh, HGH. Yeah. So as an Irish guy, I'm, I'm fucked because I can't, yes. I can't get tan. Well, they spray tan. Those guys spray tan. I see, I see these guys at the gym and they're like, when you get older and your skin gets uh, whatever the word, crepey or whatever the word is. And so you start building muscle mass. Your skin gets really like uh, all these striation lines in it. Yeah, because you have older skin, but you're bulging with muscles, so they all get spray tan to hide those lines. Well, if I walked in here, so they all have hair, they all have the hair implants, even buffer than I am. Now. Yes. yes. Well, his hairline. Yes. I've actually like whenever I watch the show, I just stare at the hairline, yes. and I think that's actually just a god given gift. You think so? Yeah. They're usually, those guys, these guys in their late fifties, late fifties, have the, the the hair implants, the, the spray tan, and the and the really big forearms and muscles. And and just they look like uh, some guy like posing in a muscle fitness magazine, but like an old guy. It's just so a weird thing going on. I'm trying to think of a like even Sean Penn sort of you know has like an olive complexion. Is there a maybe Dolph Lundgren? Uh, have you seen Dennis Quaid in the last few years? Only while he was doing meth on his YouTube channel. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, no, no, you're thinking about Randy Quaid. <laughs> Oh, Randy. Uh, yeah, Dennis. Sorry, uh, Dennis, Dennis will routinely come out of the uh, out of like uh, Redondo Beach, out of the water from surfing. He's like f- close to sixty now, <laughs> just ripped, just completely ripped. I mean, like six pack, t- you know, tight muscles, like just coming out with f- big hair, big head of hair, like coming out of the water, like at sixty, like it could be twenty. Well, I mean, you're looking at me right now, like I don't know why I'm like indulging myself in this, but I don't think I'm going to go bald. No. Um. So but I'll, but I think the testo- I think the, the the drugs actually make your hair fall out. Oh, the testosterone makes you go bald. So I think they get the hair. They have to get the hair plugs too. Uh, guys with high testosterone actually go bald earlier than guys with low testosterone. Yeah, I think uh, I, I. Yeah, probably. that's why a lot a lot of ath- a lot of athletes with high testosterone lose. Well, their Lebr- hair like LeBron. Oh my God, again. he lost it like at twelve. Dude, they, did you see the Sprite commercial that they were running there in the uh, NBA Finals? Yes. They put him in like a uniform, and I guarantee you that someone was like, we have to put a hat on him. Yes. So like, how do we like make that work? So they developed the entire series uh, or concept around him <laughs> wearing a hat. So he was like a race car driver, which made no sense <laughs> whatsoever. Just imagine how much like the actual amount of testosterone that flowed through his body during like puberty. It must have been like some record level. To get to be that size, uh, like then that muscle mass, it must have had just been like in- it would be the same as like a guy just injecting t- vial after vial of testosterone into <laughs> himself, but his body was producing it naturally. Right, and then he just lost his hair by twenty. He just started going at twenty. He but just like, his hair. granted, so he has kind of like, and again, based on the the testosterone, it's not a coincidence. Like a, a very prominent brow. Yes, but like, why would you care? Like. If I was making three hundred million dollars a year, yes, and and was considered the best athlete in the world, I wouldn't. Like, why don't you just shave your head? Like guys must be so attached to their hair. It's a hard thing to lose. It's a hard thing to lose, man. It's. I think they see it as part of their masculinity. Speaking, by the way, of really sorry people, 
as an off off out of context thing. You, you know, Demar Derozan got traded today. No, I didn't know that. He got traded. Uh, Kawhi, uh, Toronto got Kawhi Leonard. What? Yes. Oh shit. And they traded Demar Derozan and some other guy to the Spurs. And DeRozan went on all these social media rants about how he was backstabbed by Toronto and there was no loyalty in this game and stuff like that. Oh, maybe don't suck in the playoffs. Well, all I was thinking was like, oh, dude, you have to go play for Popovich and make $28 million next year in San Antonio. That really is. I mean, man, no one's got it worse. No one's got it worse than you do. I mean, that's your big like five tweet rant about like that's how bad your life is. Yeah, I don't get how you could even talk shit. First of all, you know, it's the business. It's nothing personal. Um yeah, and you're going to a good basketball team with a good basketball city with a great coach. And by the way, you make $28 million a year guaranteed for the next three years each. I don't know why, uh, honestly, Toronto did that because Kawhi's not going to re-sign with uh, Toronto. Uh, they're going for a push next year for just to try and win one year. I don't know. There's, they, they got the new coach. Why do they fire their coach after they made the finals for the first time in so many years? Well, I think probably what happened is – so Kawhi uh, – th- this is a very interesting story. He may like, not want to go, by the way. He has no choice. Yeah, well, he's faking an injury, basically, and uh, like, and I'm I'm like a union guy. Like, I, I, I think you know, I, I I believe in collective bargaining and and whatnot. I don't get how he was getting paid <laughs> by faking an injury. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, fuck off. They could have not paid him. The same thing happened when like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Madison Bumgarner last year went dirt biking and broke his shoulder. They didn't have to pay him if they didn't want to. Because he's not allowed to ride dirt bikes in, as part of the contract. He I broke- kind of I didn't know that, but I'm now yes. a huge fan of Madison. Yes, what's Bum- his name? Baumgartner, Bum- the pitcher. Baumgartner. He makes twenty million a year, and they could have. He missed almost the entire season from this cl- cracking his clavicle, <laughs> doing something that in the contract clearly says you are not allowed to ride dirt bikes. And so they could have actually. They could. They would have been a union argument, but they could have fined him like ten, twelve million dollars. Do you think he's just super aloof, or he was like, "I'm going to break this rule"? Oh, he didn't give a shit. Because yeah, they, they know at the end of the day, if if you're a star player, they're not going to find the team's not going to find you because they want you to be happy. But Kawhi Leonard, they said actually, they, the fines in the NBA is if he doesn't play, and he's healthy, doesn't play, he loses one eighty second of his whole paycheck every game he misses yeah so if he actually sits out and says i ain't gonna play for toronto he can lose all 20 million dollars well that's i mean i guess it gets kind of convoluted because he 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 essentially found a quack doctor yes that would agree with his own diagnosis which i could do that too by the way like right now like but i i assume if they made the trade there must have been some physical done to like get his medical well i think that's why maybe he didn't go to the Lakers because when you do a trade, they're going to be like, so I guess I'm contradicting myself now, but if, if they're like, you know, we need to see his physical and like, maybe there is a problem. I maybe. Although it's his, so it's his contract year, obviously. So he has every incentive to play well this year. If he like is a huge push this whole Guarantee year, you he'll be out there. Yeah. 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 He'd be a push. Uh, let me ask you about this open letter, the me too victims open letter about Asia Argento, who I believe actually pushed Anthony Bourdain into his uh, bathrobe uh, belt death. Because she's just so fucking morbid. She and Rose McGowan talking about rape all the time. By the end, his last, if you look at the interviews of Bourdain in the last couple weeks of his life, all he's talking about is Harvey Weinstein and Bill Clinton and sex assault and, and rape and women. Yeah, he being got on the Me Too Very thing. dark, very, very dark, morose shit. If you're already like kind of suicidal, I think that's what pushed him over. Uh, but who, who, is there any reason to engage troll internet, <laughs> Twitter trolls? By the way, on a story that after a week and a half has started to die already. And now you put the open letter out just to reopen. I mean, the one thing you have to know is you don't engage 
people online, <laughs> trolls online. Wait, who's the victim of the trolls? I'm sorry. The Asia, Asia Argento. All the trolls were like pestering her about killing Anthony Bourdain. And oh, so, yeah, because she was fucking other guys and he was alone in a hotel room looking at her Instagram page. And that's probably when he decided to. Uh, or because they're trolls. That, that bathrobe belt. <laughs> belt. Or because they're just trolls and they spotted an opening and she was getting upset about it. They're like, bullies. I don't think trolls a legit term anymore. Like, no. what, what does that mean? That's just someone that disagrees with you? Well, if you say. It's like, oh, there's like 20 million trolls. Like, no, I think that's just like public opinion. I think I would say it's fair to say troll is someone's going like, Aja, you killed Anthony Bourdain. You kill her. That's kind of trolling, basically. But, but uh, if enough people are doing it, I, I think that ceases to be a troll. If That's, you have a point, if you're pointing out like this you know, cheating on him or stuff like that. Anyhow, the open letter talked about how she's a sexual assault victim, how she has done so much work for all these other Me Too victims. I don't believe it. I just don't know. How, I don't know who decided to go to Terry Crews for the Terry Crews signature. I don't get how he got involved either. Because <laughs> he is the male. He's the male Me Too victim. So, all right, let's move off that. I don't think it was for anybody, but it was an open letter in the Times, which will publish. I like how I'm completely convinced based on factual uh information that terry cruz is completely full of shit but i would never say that a woman except for amber heard is like totally full of shit like how does he get a pass he's a f i don't see what how he's doing is inexcusable it really is i mean mira sorvino like you mentioned she got fucked she got fucked over really bad and, she and didn't want to blow weinstein and he he blackballed her he blackballed ashley judd probably ashley judd probably the same thing he, she was she was kind of a weird chick, but he actually screwed he screwed her over in terms of getting film work. But Terry Crews, nothing absolutely no consequence other than more money and stuff for Terry Crews. I mean, yeah, more TV appearances, more Ellen segments. I mean, if you've all had a guy yes. grab our balls as a joke, yes. did you ever think about going to the police? You know what's even worse than when guys grab your balls? When the when the the douche at the party kicks you in the nuts. That's even worse. <laughs> That's even worse, by the way. There's a guy who punches people in the nuts. Dude, I walked into <laughs> the Abbey. Uh, this is probably three years ago. And I don't know how the the, the gay man, the 50-year-old gay man, knew exactly where my balls were. Yeah, they have I'm assuming he was sort of an expert on I'm going to say practice. And he just, yes. he, just, he just cupped them yes. and winked at me. Yes. And I just laughed because it was so ridiculous. Did I, did I uh, attempt to file charges? Well, that means you're a fucking loser, man. Yeah, of course. Especially if you're in a gay bar, uh, you well, it's CAA it. party, same fucking thing. Yeah. So that man who grabbed your balls, you now refer to as Uncle Eddie. He lives with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. You why don't you have a gay sugar daddy? I always wondered about that about you. Well, I, I, I knew a guy, by the way. He was straight until he was 26. He was a feminine. I'll give him that. But he was like he had girlfriends until he was 26, 27. Met a wealthy gay guy. And all of a sudden announced that he was gay <laughs> and began living with that guy and like never worked again in his life. Uh, and the gay guy was the was the, the, the girl of the relationship, however you put that, like cared for him day and night. And this guy would watch football like Sunday was like f NFL football day. And his like gay partner would make cookies and bring beer and stuff like that. And he was like. I don't know. I always wonder, like, okay, dude, like, really gay for this well, day? I, but like, that day was pretty nice. Yeah, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've definitely known through Hollywood people uh, guys like that, and I think there's just a certain percentage of guys that are in survival mode. Yes, and just probably have low T, and they're just like, fuck it. And I'm guessing, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll blow a guy once a month. In terms of the mechanics, I'm betting he just got blown. I don't think he blew the guy. 
So I think he's like, you know, close your eyes. You're getting football and cookies. And then some dude who's got like half a million dollars a year coming in is like taking care of you and you're going to spas and traveling the world. And then you're like calling your buddy from Montana. Like, <laughs> yes. dude, I'm I'm totally killing it right now. Like, yes. oh, oh, what happened? You, you, well, here's the deal. Like, oh, no, I don't think we're friends anymore. <laughs> well, no, I, it, was hard to, it was hard to respect him, although I did respect him as a grifter, just in pure grifter mode. The fact that he was like, you know, and by the way, he didn't have to go to like uh, too many gay parties and stuff like that. He was like, you know, he was a feminine guy, but he definitely liked sports, which made me wonder if he was a full. A full I think <laughs> it's underrated. I, I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but Scaramucci, yes. who, who like weirdly had this <laughs> cameo yes. where he ran the White House. Yes. Uh, but his name was the Mooch, <laughs> and like you know, you know the colloquial yes. Mooch means you you're sort of sucking off the teat. He was a weird. Dude. He was the Mooch. You know, he was only in, had the job for thirteen days. Yeah, he came in and was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna lay shit down," yes. and everyone was like, "Oh no, you're not." <laughs> but like, if that happened in in like the Clinton White House, I mean, my God, that would have been the biggest story of. The I week. the only thing I will th- say for Trump is he keeps things interesting. <laughs> he definitely keeps things interesting. <laughs> Uh, let's move off of that Me Too stuff. Let's talk about uh, your favorite gay films coming up, Matt. Uh, Boy Erased. We talked about this story in a, in a previous podcast. This is Joel Edgerton, uh, written by, directed by, starring in. Uh, remember, you looked up his face. He was in Star Wars. He's been made in like 80 movies. You, you can't remember his, his name. Oh, yeah. I just saw the new Star Wars. Wait. Wait, Joel, that guy is directing the movie. He is starring in directing and wrote the movie based on a book. Based on a, he uh, looks like a skinny Jack Black. I actually, yes, didn't he looks like a skinny Jack Black. Enjoy his acting whatsoever. Uh, he's a guy who's in like a million movies as like the second second character, second tier character. He can play. He's a he's a, a character actor essentially. Now, but now he's looking for his Oscar, multi multi Oscar. So he, he he gets the rights to this book about a, a written by a boy, excuse me, a young man, as you pointed out, who's not a boy. A 19-year-old who's pastor. It's a boy toy. Yeah, who was in college, and his his father, who's a pastor, and his mother, who's like, of course, confused between the love for her son and her loyalty to her pastor husband and God, uh, find out the boy is gay, and they send him off to gay conversion <laughs> gay conversion camp. Uh, I guess those still exist. I'm a, I always felt that was an urban kind of an urban legend. Um, I know we saw I saw Jesus Camp the documentary, but that was actually yeah. for. Believers. That was not for non-believers. It was actually just to like make kids who were Christian more Christian. It wasn't a gay conversion camp. Are you sure? Yeah, it was just a. It was Jesus camp for like young Christian teens to like become Republicans. Well, there was a strong element of. Uh, oh, a lot of them may be gay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it wasn't actually a conversion camp. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. This right. is actually a movie about they send the boy who's 19 to gay conversion camp, where of course in the movie, it, it, they're they're beaten. And they're told how worthless they are, and they're told that, uh, 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 in fact, I have a clip. Welcome to the Refuge Program. You cannot be born a homosexual. This is a lie. It's a choice. Go. Fake it till you make it. Become the man you are not. Save yourself. Jared, God will not love you the way that you are. Is this what you want? Who's going to strike this demon down? Uh, uh, How worthless they are, how Jesus doesn't love them. How their parents don't love them, and how this is a choice they make in their life. And they see, can... I, I actually think this does exist, and and it goes back to what we're talking about. Of, of we, dude, we live in Los Angeles. You live on Mulholland. Yes, there are a lot of really fucking weird people out there. Uh, on, only like ten exits off the ten. 
Oh, you mean in terms of religiously weird? Because around where I live, it's all the gay dudes having orgies. Gay dudes having openly having orgies. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no, there's no gay conversion. Yeah, there's yeah. no gay conversion camp around here. No, but but unless it's to make people gay. It's it's I, I don't know when you look at the. Yeah, I understand. I understand that there is like, but this is like remember foot. So remember Footloose, where no. the guy was Footloose. The guy was the it was like the Nebraska uh, born agains, and they didn't allow dancing in town. Because dancing, this was in the eighties. Well, that's not even believable. Was a violation of, of God's. God didn't want dancing, and then wasn't uh, that the same thing with dirty dancing? I'm sorry same, to interrupt you. Yeah, same idea. And then uh, uh, Kevin Bacon has to come to town. He's from Chicago, the big city, and he brings dancing with him, and he's seen as a he's seen as a danger to the kids. Well, it's utterly retarded <laughs> yes. in its premise. Like, and then so they have he's to use, the only guy in town that knows how to dance. He's the only guy in town not afraid to dance, and he loves dancing. As he teaches. There's a famous scene where he teaches Chris Penn how to da- how to dance. Fat Chris Penn. <laughs> yes, oh. fat fat uh, uh, prematurely deceased Chris Penn. Uh, <laughs> really sad. But and then of course at the end he teaches the religious people that the Bible tells you you should dance as his as his argument because there's there's passages in the Bible that talk about dancing for God's for God's revelation. Well, there's passages in the Bible that say you should kill all faggots too. Uh, there are, but that was not uh, Footloose. Uh, <laughs> so in this story, I'm sure they use it. But here's my here's a real point about boy race. It's obviously just Oscar bait, right? It's just clearly Oscar bait. Is there a point in making a movie? Uh, again, you know, you know, the pastor father is going to be really tough in the beginning and come around at the end to say he loves his son and God. He would not believe in a God that wants him to hurt his son. And you know, the mom's going to be caught between the son and the dad. And you know, the gay conversion camp is going to be brutal. You're absolutely right. And I hadn't thought about. It. Obviously, this is keeping you up at night, and you, yes, you spent is. a lot of time like doing handwritten notes about it. But yeah, that's exactly it's propaganda. How else could it go? It's when a movie goes it, with a social message exactly as you know it's going to go. It's no longer a narrative. It's no longer a fictional narrative. It's just a propaganda piece, which is fine. You know, it's just to get attention for the stuff. But like. I was just wondering, like, is this a plight that we don't know about? Like, all these nineteen-year-olds are being sent off to gay conversion camp to be to be beaten over the heads by Bibles. I think some guy whacks some guy in the head with a Bible, and then of course he falls in love. And then it's like, I don't know. And this is not like set like in the nineteen twenties. This is modern, set in the modern day. Uh, and by the way, they got Fat Russell Crowe, Fat Russell Crowe to be the dad. Oh, big bloated, yes. big head Russell Crowe. Yes, he's doing stuff now because they all want to be in the Oscar. But it's all Oscar buzz. And Nicole Kidman with her with her weirdly uh, frozen face is is the mom. See, I, I watched. Um, oh shit! What's the Matthew McConaughey movie where he's uh, he gets AIDS? Uh, Dallas uh, Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. I I don't know why I watch so much yes. TV. I'm, I just try and tune out. But uh, he did lose like what, a million pounds for that role. Okay, so when you see that movie, Jared Leto is playing a tranny, and it's like, whatever. He's n- not especially good or bad. Uh, but McConaughey is essentially a caricature of a bad actor. <laughs> like, he's like, fuck you. I know, faggot. And you're like, who? This won an award? Yeah. Like, this is actually kind of terrible. And they went out of their way to make him straight because, you know, so many straight guys get AIDS. Yes. Um <laughs> Which, unless I was told that as a young man, unless over and over they're again. Uh, injecting drugs, the, the, they actually don't. Um, so, like McConaughey, he goes to swing at the at the the nurse, and he passes out, and like your T cell count is like 
this isn't a thing. No. The, the, AIDS hasn't been introduced into the redneck population <laughs> of, of, of fucking Texas. Texarkana. No. What are you talking about? It was not a huge problem for the straight men of Texas, necessarily. No. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. So you make, you, there are certain movies you make now just because, so what was the movie that won two years ago? Moonlight, was it called Moonlight? Moonlight. It was about a gay black guy coming up. Apparently, in there's a hand job scene in the first <laughs> in act. I didn't watch it. Actually. A gay, a gay black guy growing up in Liberty City in, in, in South in Miami. Uh, you know, like like that's a big like. Is that a big thing? I mean, obviously there are a lot of down low gay black dudes. Oh yeah. But like, is that like a real? So, but it's still, let's say one quarter of one percent of the total population of the United States. Perhaps these are not things that like. You know, uh, these aren't things like someone even like I saw Laverne Cox doing a big thing on, on, on transgender recently talking about like one third of Americans have never even met a transgender person before. I'm like, well, yeah, they don't <laughs> live in L.A. <laughs> I mean, it'd be weird if you lived in L.A. and never met a transgender person. But if you live it. in Lincoln, Nebraska, you probably just don't meet transgendered people because they've all moved to Los Angeles and New York or there just aren't a lot of openly gay people in like auto shops like in Nebraska right. where you work. <laughs> it's just not a thing because. <laughs> If you're gay, you leave. I mean, that's what the Jews did. They don't live in Nebraska. They all, they all move to big cities where, yeah. they're, where they can congregate and be safe. I mean... It's definitely like a, a Hollywood-centric thing. Like, if, if you just, like, watched Netflix, you would think, like, yes. 20% of people yes. were transgendered. I saw Boys Don't Cry. Uh, <laughs> she, he was killed. Like, Matthew Shepard was hung up on the, on the post. You know, you're not going to be in Wyoming... You don't want to be a gay, transgendered person or any minority, really, in the middle of the country, necessarily, a small town. Yeah, and there's there's always in those movies, like, I'm now thinking of uh, Brokeback again because I watched it recently, but it's always like they're persecuted, and obviously there is a lot of discrimination. But I don't think if you're like, I'm going to wear a dress, someone, like, throws a fucking Molotov cocktail through your window. No. Like, I just don't believe that that no. happens. No, I think you would lose a lot of your friends pretty quickly. You probably wouldn't be able to go to the Kiwanis Club. Possibly with good reason. <laughs> the Kiwanis Club. Yeah. But why would you want to? I mean, why? I mean, why would you? If you're like a, if you're a gay person, why would you not want to live in a big city? Why would you want to be like the one gay dude in town? That doesn't even make sense. You could probably apply that just if you're a person. Well, first of all, well, but why, also, I mean, why would you want to live in Lincoln? But he was a gay dude. You couldn't date anybody. <laughs> would you go on like Matt, like Tinder, looking for gay men in Lincoln, Nebraska? <laughs> like to be the same, be you and one other guy. It'd be the same one other guy to date in the whole of city. There's nothing for you to do. Yeah, so at true. least with black guys, maybe you can find some, inter- some some chicks into black dudes or something like that. Right. If you're a gay dude, you can only date other gay dudes. <laughs> kind yeah, of that's kind a good of, point. I never thought about that. Kind of. I have to think about these things. It's really, really horrible. So are you going to see Boy Erased? I mean, can we just admit this is just Os- a film like Moonlight just made for Oscar candidacy and nothing else? I definitely will not see it unless I get really desperate and there's nothing else going on 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 MoviePass. Uh, although the 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 young man, the actor, I, I do enjoy. I think he's a good actor. He is the uh, troubled teen in every movie of the last three years or so. He was in uh, Manchester by the Sea and everything else. And uh, uh, shit, what was the one about the high school girl? Um, yes, he was in that too. Short, I I. Don't know how to say this. He's the Sorshi Ronan. Yes, he was. That was a good movie. It was a good movie. That was also a good movie. He's the he is the troubled, potentially gay dude in every in every movie the last three years, and he does a really good job at it. So when is he going to come out? Uh, they just had the first trailer just came out. No, no, no. I'm saying when is he going to come out? Oh, is he come out? I don't know. This uh, this would be the time, I guess, if he is gay. Is it also a situation where he's actually like 38? 
but he's just <laughs> he's like an AC Slater type. It may dude. be. Did you see Did you see Manchester by the Sea? Yeah. I never quite understood. I mean, I know that his his dad died. I got that, and he was kind of alone. But in the movie, he was like a really successful with the girls, dude. He was on the varsity hockey team, yeah. and he was, I believe, having sex with two different women. Yeah, he was a straight up G. He was totally like, and he was so depressed. I was thinking, like, I know it sucks to lose your, have your family, lose your family, death in the family. But it's if you're 16 and you have two girlfriends and chicks, are th- and you're the var- var- captain of the varsity hockey team, you're not that upset. You're yeah. doing okay. Well, yeah, you get over, you get over the loss pretty it's well. It's weird that. Like his character, I I I don't think they wrote it this way, but I'm like, well, this guy's clearly a sociopath because he didn't really care that his dad died. No. Uh, granted, he knew it was coming, yes. but still, like that. Obviously, there's going to be a couple days where you're sobbing. And, yes. And uh, no, he was just like, I, I just want to get pussy now. Yes. Like, oh, my dad's dead. That makes pussy easier. Yes. Like that was essentially his mo. I'm like, was, I know, <laughs> which is fine. But then he was so, suck, but then he was so sad all the time. Like, really. Like I don't know any six-year-olds who are getting like laid by by attractive girls in high school and are that sad. There really aren't any. No, they're, they're really the, and and if they are, they're not super smart. Like like he was super witty. Yeah. Like the witty, uh, lanky teenager. Yes. Yeah, he he's gonna have to wait a couple of years before he starts getting up in that ass. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I have to work. So why, go watch Boy Erase after by uh, uh, Tops. I think it's gonna be the best the best gay movie of the season. <laughs> Um, Matt, I know you like the Step Up movies, Step Up Dance movies. I've not seen them. Shannon Tatum, that's where Shannon Tatum got to start. They're, uh, movies were, they, they, uh, movies were gangs. How many executives did Channing Tatum have to fuck? I don't know. It's where he met his future wife, though, although they got divorced recently. Mm. Uh, it's one of those movies where the gangs fight, have, have dance-offs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like violent gangs all of a sudden break out and start dancing. I'm never gonna watch this. It sounds <laughs> it sounds insufferable. They made six of them already. Uh wait, really? Yeah. Step up one through six, I who? believe. For who? Who's watching this? Uh girls. There's a lot of guy hot like, hot, like when Channing Tatum was a teenager, he was in the first one, or nineteen or twenty. And they get hot guys to be in these movies and hot girls and they wear hardly any clothes and they didn't have dance offs. I don't know. Did you? I don't know either. I, in I, the eighties, in the eighties, know what you're talking. Since about. you love the eighties, they used to make these movies with the uh, like Electric Boogaloo with like the black hip hop movies where they would have dan- the gangs would have dance offs against each other. Okay. They would turn on the rap music and they would do break dancing uh, break dancing competitions, which they actually I believe they actually used to have break dancing competitions. Like they put the car they put the cardboard out. I always had to put the, car, the cardboard out because God knows cardboard is so much better than cement. <laughs> when you're spinning around, that's going to prevent you from real head injuries when you're when you're doing flips on the ground. I feel like those guys should have applied their talents elsewhere. Like <laughs> if you can spin around on your head, yeah. I, I, why are you making four dollars in a jar? I, like, where would where, where you transfer that skill to necessarily? Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Blue Man Group. I, the I fact that they had major feature films was pretty. A lot of them had major feature films just because they could pop and lock was pretty pretty impressive. Because <laughs> if you, yeah, if you look at those guys like in you know any any city center doing that, they're all really talented. So the robot guys, all those guys, it seems like a, a skill that could be mimicked. pretty I easily. think if you're if you're super compact, like I was at the gym. Uh, this was a, a couple of years ago, but to make it a better story, yesterday. Um, so there was a guy. Let's just say the last time you were at the gym. Yeah, last time, a couple of years ago. Uh, there was a guy that had, you know, like dumbbells. Yes. And he was stand like, so imagine someone standing, doing a handstand on the dumbbells 
upside down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've then seen he was that. doing push-ups. I've seen that. Yes. And I was like, uh, yeah, like you can't train me to do that. No. It's, it's a different species. Almost. My theory on guys who do that stuff, the hand, like walk in the handstands with the weights and stuff like that. They definitely don't like booze. Uh, there's definitely no reason they should be doing that. <laughs> there's a, it's not like there's a muscle group you can only work by doing that particular exercise. They clearly want attention. They clearly want to be noticed for being acrobatic and whatever else they're doing. Well, yeah, I, I got that. Like it's not like I said, it's not the Cirque du Soleil workout room. It's uh, whatever. It's the LA Fitness Twenty Four yeah, Hours. Dude, fitness. if you could do that, are you telling me you wouldn't be doing that all the time? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a very <laughs> I'm very self conscious. And there's the guy that that does, like he can hang on like a like a stop sign and yes. be, and sideways vertical. Side, yes. Like, <laughs> but like what the guy at the gym doing the doing the walk doing the uh, reps with the handstand reps. Like, can't you just do the machine where you do the military press? Isn't it exactly the same thing, but less glamorous to do military press? It did seem like, like obviously he was showing off, but like yeah. I still don't understand the necessity of doing the the dumbbells because yes. you're you're essentially if your head hits the floor, yeah, you're like it, it's he's basically rubbing it in my face. Is what I'm saying. I I would I feel like no legitimate professional athlete does that. And therefore, it is a useless. It's a useless exercise. Well, that's what's scary. Is I don't think your average professional athlete could do that. No, I, I don't think that. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a short guy. What is he? Tra- what is he? Tra- is he training for the circus, or is he just trying to have ladies watch? I him? think he was trolling for some cock. That oh, that's what honest. I mean. That's exactly what I mean. So John Chu uh, is a, a Chinese American uh, uh, director who did the Step Up movies. He did a couple other movies since. And you don't know, haven't heard him because his movies all suck, but they make a lot of money. Have made a lot of money, so he's out. He's a he's one of those guys. Uh, and so you know, I don't know if you know this map, but there were there were eighteen uh, soccer kids in Thailand trapped in the cave uh, for for a couple of weeks of harrowing experience in the cave. Heard about it? No one. I still no one explained to me how the kids got that far into the cave before. Like someone said, like man, we went like. They were 1.8 miles of the cave. Yeah, I know, <laughs> dude. Like, I didn't follow it that well. <laughs> like, but, like, when they said, like, it's 2,000 meters, yeah. I was like, wait, did they just mis- misspeak? 200, right? No. Like, two. Th- so now I'm just picturing uh, 20 football fields. Yeah. I'm like, why were they there? The only I, thing I, I don't could understand. Think, the only thing I could think, well, so the, the kids, this is a part I didn't know. The kids went down by themselves after practice, the coach was not with them. The coach actually, when he found out they were in, the, heard they were trapped in the cave, went to go rescue them. They got trapped himself. And I've been a volunteer sports coach before. Let me tell you, there's no fucking way I'm going down to the cave to save my team. I'd be like, I'll call the police. Wait, so did they walk da- or did they go through like a hole and then it flooded? Like, I don't get why they went so out of their way. They went into this like tiny cave where you have to crouch to get through it, basically. Then they got lost. Then they got lost, of course. And then the water started rising, so they couldn't go back the way they came. And they were stuck. Dude, I'm not even like claustrophobic, but if someone says follow me into this like yes. really dark corridor, yes. I'm like, no, I, I don't think so. My theory is that uh, peer pressure must be really tremendous in Thailand <laughs> because, you know, there's a one guy going down going, come on, you pussies. Who's too pussy to follow me down to the next level down? <laughs> Do <laughs> like, Thai people actually eat like Thai food all the time? Uh, you mean, do they have lots of just like new pad Thai like every day? Well, I love Thai food, but yeah, I assume I w- they do. I wouldn't want it every day, like you know, like a nice curry. 
I don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about. So. so they got trapped down there. They got rescued. One guy actually died, and one of the people trying to rescue them died. Really? Yeah. A Thai, ex-Thai Navy SEAL died. Is that the guy that Elon Musk called a pedophile? No, a different guy. And then his rationale was that he lives <laughs> yes. in Thailand? Yes. Well, it's not a bad rationale. Uh, my theory was that all the uh, gay sex, all the sex tourists from America were waiting outside the cave for the boys to come out because they had appointments, had appointments books. <laughs> think, think about those guys. You can't get your money back in your sex tourism package. Dude, I would have been lobbying because, again, I didn't follow it that closely, but I know they rescued like four of them. Yeah. And then they had to wait a day. Like, I would have been lobbying so hard. To be the first one out. I'd been like, that guy tried to stab me. Yes. Like, let me out. I need to go now. I'm, oh, I'm anemic. You know, narrow, and they actually had to go through passages so narrow that only like one kid on his side could go through at a time. That's how narrow the ro- the rocks they were going through. I don't through. understand why they did that. Do, <laughs> do, do, do I don't I don't want to sound you know insensitive or, or culturally ignorant, but do white kids do like I had a kid in oh, yeah. a friend of mine back home, uh, not a friend, but a, a guy that a guy a white guy, uh, you know, he died falling off a cliff. Yeah. When he was drunk. Yeah. Uh, I always picture so sucked. when I think about. Uh, <laughs> so I guess it's the same. When I think about xenophobia or if America's better, uh, you know, America's intelligent, more intelligent than the rest of the world. I always think about this kid in seventh grade uh, who got his bike up into a tree branch like 15 feet off off the ground. And then I told him when he was going to ride his bike along the branch and jump off the tree. And we all knew he was going to break his bones or kill himself. <laughs> and we all applauded while he did it. And he did it and fell off and broke both his arms. <laughs> I always think about that as like, yeah, we're no better. We're not any better than anybody else. There's no. always dumb kids, dumb kids. If you're twelve, is, if you're twelve, you're dumb. The Asian shit though is super weird. Like if, like if you just watch the worst of television, so you'd have like Jerry Springer on yes. one hand. Their shit is weirder than our weird shit. Like I'll say that. Uh, I'm yeah, not, I'm not being judgmental. Well, they're probably tougher than we are. I mean, they're probably less. They're probably more less risk averse than I mean American kids aren't allowed to do anything. Their parents don't let them do shit anymore. Right. So I can imagine Thai kids. Their parents aren't like, oh, be home by five before whatever. The you know, they're probably not like hel- they probably don't have helicopter parents like we have here. Yeah, no, they don't. I and, think and back in the day, I think back in the day, if you imagine, if you grew up this way, when you were twelve, you did lots of really fucking stupid shit, especially when your parents didn't know what was going on or didn't care where you were. Dude, I had a friend. We were driving. We were probably sixteen. And he, so we're obviously driving the car as fast as possible. I was in the passenger seat. He got up on top of the car. And then you know how a sunroof has like a ridge, obviously? Yes. He supermaned on the highway while going 90 miles an hour. And and that wasn't even an isolated incident. Like you would routinely see teenagers riding on top of cars. Uh, in in Fairbanks, there's definitely a Darwinian aspect to being a teenage boy. <laughs> Where like most of the people who die are supposed to die, <laughs> like you know it really is really because like, the guys who do the drugs right try hard drugs or are bad drive really uh, the guy the kid who drives 100 miles an hour on the road yeah and then almost kills three of your friends yeah I know that guy it's pretty much the guys who are not risk averse who die. And it just seems like a very Darwinian process to me. But so these Thai kids were they, they rescued. None of them died. The diver did die. They got out. It was watched around the world. You know, the kids were invited to the World Cup finals uh, by Russia. That. By Russia. Russia's not so bad. Um, Russia's always up to something. <laughs> yeah, they are. Well, nice way, diplomacy. I love the fact we need a 15-month-long investigation to let you know that Boris Badenov and Bullwinkle is a bad guy. Like, the Russians are up to no good. Like, I've... <laughs> What have the Russians not been up to no good? <laughs> They've been up to no good since 
like 19th, the 19th century. Well, they obviously have incriminating evidence on Trump. Oh, uh, yeah, whatever uh, they have. I but I mean, like, not, that's another discussion. I got the fact they uh, indicted, like, uh, did you realize the Russian intelligence guys are trying to do shit against us since forever? All right, so this guy, John Chu, immediately, once the kids were rescued, Hollywood went over to Thailand and tried to buy the rights from every single kid and coach and rescuer available to make a Disney movie about the Thai, about the Thai rescue. Like they had them, like, sign waivers and you shit? Buy life rights, yeah. So you can, <laughs> yes. That's right? so uh, opportunistic. It is. I feel like it's opportunistic, but I also feel like if you're, like, a Thai family, your kid just got out of the cave and then you got half a million dollars in Disney, you're probably okay. You're like, oh, okay. You're like, nice. I'll give you $80. <laughs> yes. Like, fantastic. <laughs> yes. We'll take it. Let's do it. We'll take it. And so, uh, because because the, the only way to get the story is to get the life rights that can't be sold, resold to somebody else because obviously anyone can cover the story. But if you have the story as told by the kids who are trapped in the cave, you got the real movie. So John Chu, this director, came out and said, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Hollywood's going to whitewash, whitewash this story. He wasn't very specific about that. But I think what he meant was, in my mind, I'm picturing Mark Wahlberg <laughs> as like a new character in the Thai rescue. The Thai it's rescue. It's got to be Mark Wahlberg. It's got to be Wahlberg going down like, like the Thai people don't know what's going on. They don't know how to rescue the kids. Wahlberg's like an ex-military spelunker, cave, di- mm-hmm. cave diver expert. They bring him in. He comes in with his ripped muscles off the helicopter. Can, and isn't leads- it weird that, that Mark Wahlberg is legit like a terrible actor? Horrible. Just horrible actor. Like d- a distractingly hard-to-watch actor, but he's in like every fucking movie. Uh, did you see him in the, in the J. Paul Getty movie? Yes. He was horrible. I yeah. mean, he's just such a bad... It was actually a good movie apart from him. Yeah, I, I did not for a second... When he plays like a guy who's intelligent, there's never a moment when I believe he's intelligent. <laughs> like, he plays, a, he plays a dumb Southie really well. Like, in well, the boxing, that boxing movie where he's a, bo- a dumb Southie boxer. Well, he, look, I, I think if you were a, a foreigner, you would think Boston was you know a, a population of like 800 million people because yes. every fucking movie is set in boston where in fact it's a third tier city in south in south boston okay. everyone's yes. irish and yes, st- yes. stupid and drunk yeah, yes. they're all irish yeah. yes um, but he so, plays that character he does he plays where he's from well but that's it that's the only his thing. hair is weird yes i i don't oh he's on the juice he's on the juice i don't too. like him yes like i like like i was watching uh uh, what movie was it? Like Joaquin Phoenix, I think is a good actor. I love so like, him. even yeah. if the movie blows, I'm yeah. like, like I'm, I'll just like watch what he's doing. Mark Wahlberg, I have the opposite reaction. Yes. I'm like, I just hate him <laughs> and his weird straight hair that has like bangs and is obviously like pumped up fucking biceps that no person actually looks like that. Like, I don't like him. No, I, I nor do I trust him. So that's what John Chu is worried about. That Mark Wahlberg's be written in as. American GI hero who comes to rescue the, rescue the Thai kids because Disney or Paramount can't sell a movie in, in the Western world with it's all about Thai people speaking in Thai. Apparently, sorry, one quick interjection. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to derail your thing, but uh, so did you see that Andy Samberg? This is like a long time ago where he did a sketch on SNL and it was like Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. And <laughs> yes. he's like, I'm going to yes. talk to this goat. Yes, yes. And it was weird but pretty yes. funny yes. and apparently mark Wahlberg got pissed about it <laughs> which just shows you that he he's probably thinks he's an idiot because why would you care because it's it's super nonsensical but you can actually picture mark Wahlberg talking to a goat <laughs> he seems what makes it funny he seems like an okay outside of time he was racially beating up people as a teenager with a, with two by fours in boston 
Uh, well, I've never committed a hate crime. No, I, I, I don't know. But I, I don't. I don't. I don't blame him horribly for where he grew up, which was a shitty racist area. So I don't blame him for being like everyone else around him so much. I think he got over it. Nah. I mean, he hasn't beaten up anybody as an adult. No, I'd, I'd blame him. I mean, I grew up in a fairly tough town, and I, I never hurled racial slurs at someone. And yeah, I guess if up. like you have twenty friends and nineteen of them are chasing the Vietnamese out with sticks, you might you might be prone to join in. Well, no, I've, <laughs> I, I feel like he was. There's He's not dumb. a long history of Vietnamese anti-sentiment in the Boston area. Well, that's that's not a thing. That's just him being a racist piece of shit. <laughs> he was a piece of shit. So he's going to be in the... He, he'll be in the, in the, in the Paramount because, by the way, he is the highest paid actor in the entire world now. What the fuck is his hair? I don't know. It's like black. It's, it's weird. Well, anyway. you're talking about the HGH guys. It's the roids does crazy shit to your hair. It falls out, so he's got some fake hair. Uh, well, that doesn't mean you have to style your hair in a fucking fucked up you way. Like, like if those, you have fake hair, you may as well, you know. I don't know. You ever see those like Bosley hair commercials? They all look the same. The guys all look the same. <laughs> they all like, I got my natural hair back. I'm like, how come your natural hair looks like the other 10 guys' natural hair? That doesn't make any sense. You all have the same natural looking hair, exactly the same. They're always concerned about going in the pool, too. Yeah. Like, uh, no, they always have that girl, the hot girl, put her hand through their hair. Like that's gonna be a thing. Like I missed. I really missed this. <laughs> like that's what I missed the most. Uh, so John Chu is insisting he's gonna do his own Thai cave rescue movie. China, a Chinaman. He is a Chinese. Yes, he's referred Chinese to as, man. He's referred a Chinese American. I don't know why that's derogative. By the way, Chinaman, Irishman, no big deal. I think it's only because people said that before they used to beat people up in race riots. So that's <laughs> that's exactly why. Well, then. Uh, but he, so he's gonna do his own. He's pitching his own Thai rescue movie that's gonna be very authentic to the. He didn't say Thai experience to the Asian experience because mm. he's actually not Thai. So he's Chinese, which I think we talked about this with that Scarlett Johansson, uh, that anime, Japanese anime movie, Ghost in the Shell. And there was a character in there who was specifically supposed to be Japanese and had a white guy playing them. And so he dropped out and they hired the guy, Kim, Daniel Kim, I think his name is from Hawaii Five-0. Oh, yeah, I know him. Who's Korean, yeah. but they said since he was Korean, he could play Japanese, but a white guy couldn't play Japanese. See, I'd give you some, like, leeway. So, like, Viet uh, Vietnam and Cambodia, obviously, you know, border Similar. each other. Yes. But, like, Thailand, and I don't know how they, they – they probably don't call it Thailand in Thailand, but that's, like, an island that's sort of, like – Pretty far removed from. Um, well, it's near China. It's near China. I mean, I think they would probably have well, it's like. It's got to be relatives miles. But it's a huge. It's like a country of like ninety million people. That's not China. It's not like a little tiny place surrounded by China. It's it's its own country. But you know, the point is, I think what he's saying is that like Asians can understand Asians better, and only Asians can portray Asians, even if they're not really Thai. So my question is, how authentic is it? If you're just swapping, if Asians can be swapped around. I don't know. I, I honestly, I've never had a lot of Asian friends. Asian women do not like me. I no. don't. I don't know why. Is that because you say China man a lot? <laughs> China <laughs> woman. Hey, China woman. I, I did a, a good friend of mine was uh, Chinese. Oh, uh, look by, at you, multicultural heritage. Yes, yes, thank you. Roommate in college. He hated Japanese people. Oh, they, oh, yeah, they're mortal enemies. He was, like, real pissed about shit that went down, like, a thousand years ago. <laughs> like, well, what about uh, World War II? The Japanese used the Koreans. So Kim was Korean. Uh, they used the Koreans as sex slaves. They took all the women to, to be the sex slaves for their Japanese mill army. So, yeah. it, and because, not just because they hated the Koreans, but because there was a myth that the Korean women were better in bed, provided better sexual services. Is that true? I don't know. So they grabbed, like, 
couple tens of thousands of Korean women and brought them to be sex slaves for the Japanese soldiers. So it, I mean, the fact that this this country <laughs> pretends to be progressive and it wasn't that long ago that we actually rounded up all of the Japanese people yes. in the country yes. and sent them to camps. And I don't, for some reason, they're not angry about it. Because uh, like, if my dad was it, it, George Takai yes. and I was sent to an army base with uh, barbed wire fences, I, I, I don't think I, I think I would be talking shit constantly. My theory on that is that uh, Japanese Americans have done very well economically. And therefore, there's less like anti. There's l less. There's less talk about like the past only because they've done so well, economically, educationally, yeah. economically. So it's different than like the black community for slavery, where like the, the racism continues to this day, and so they're still like struggling from it. Whereas like Japanese Americans actually did very well for themselves before and after that. So it was definitely a blight, but it wasn't like something that set them back a hundred years in terms of economic progress. So yeah. I can see why. Takai like is like well I was Star Trek and now I got you know hot male model boyfriend so like I can only complain so much because I'm doing really well. Yeah, there there hasn't been a lot of historical discrimination against uh, well c comparatively to other groups. I was just in Palm Springs, and a good friend of mine um, is a, a teacher in Palm Springs, and his lease he showed it to me. It yes. says you can't have goats or chickens in the yard, <laughs> and it literally says. Like Chinese people? No brown people. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like brown, the, the word brown. So yes. it's like wide open. So it's like they really expanded the definition of like, it could be, it could well, be. Well, they didn't mean Japanese people. I know that. Uh, but it, it could be Latino. It could be East Indian. It could be Indians. They don't be, want any of that. No. Wow. Um, <laughs> obviously, they probably just reprinted it. Like yes. you, you can obviously probably rent a place there if you want. People. I'm sure that's illegal to this. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> As but I, it's fucked up because that wasn't that long ago. I mean, the fact that that document still exists is no. That what blows it, my fucking mind. Uh, Donald Sterling, the Clippers owner, until a few years ago, had was sued by all the people for not renting to black people in Los Angeles in the nineties. Yeah, well, he had actually conspired to not yes to to discriminate. That was definitely historical. But you're and right. he was into black chicks, which is weird. But I don't think you see the Asian anti Asian stuff. I think you're right. I don't think you see that as much. Um, also, well, they, what? Uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, also, I, I noticed I did some studies on intermarriage uh, for some <laughs> story to talk about. Uh, and actually, there's mo more white Asian intermarriages than any other intermarriage in the United States. Hmm. So, uh, Hispanic a second. There's very, actually, very, relatively little uh, white and black intermarriage in the United you States. You never so. see a white guy with a black wife. That's pretty rare. Uh, correct. But a lot of the guys, if you know LA, have Asian wives. Mm -hmm. It's very common. In fact, if you go to the Jewish temples, there's a lot of Asians. There's a lot of Asian kids there now, because they have Jewish husbands and Asian Asian thing. It's become a big thing. I had a friend that was a an Eskimo. Yeah. Uh, don't you mean Inuit, Matt? No, that's not what they prefer to be called. Eskimos. Eskimo. Like the pie. Well, Eskimo is in. <laughs> that's what they call themselves. Really. This isn't fucking Vancouver. Um, <laughs> So his dad was a, a Jewish guy from New York. Yeah. Somehow he moved to fair, the middle of Alaska. Yeah. I.e., like, he's into some weird shit. Yeah. Probably running away from something. So I got, my friend showed me a photo of him and his bar mitzvah. Yeah. And it's so fucking funny to me because he looks very Eskimo. He's, yes. you know, half white. but Yeah. Darker feature. You've never seen an Eskimo wearing a yarmulke. <laughs> 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 it's so... 
I'm still waiting for the big black, the big like tall black dude to be wearing the yarmulke for like and doing like a bar. Amari Stoudemire, I think. Well, but he convert. Those are converts. Those guys weren't raised Jewish. <laughs> that was just one of the weird things. I did, did you? Yes. Oh, never mind. Did, we, did, Jesse, did you have a bar mitzvah? Yes. He did, but he's a short Jew. Oh, that's cool. I know. Uh, that's why we'll never win. <laughs> Uh, we got an email from Amy about transgender. Matt, this is a, a thing near and dear to your heart, transgender people. Uh, so, you know, Scarlett Johansson was supposed to be in this movie, Rub and Tug. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's going to be the movie with the great title that's the worst movie ever. Like, it's going to be so disappointing if you go based on title to see that movie. It's a, yeah, it's the type of movie that I would probably go see based on the title. Yes. And like, this is not what I expect. No, not at all. It's about this lesbian, butch lesbian in, in Pittsburgh in the 70s who ran massage parlors and also supplied Pittsburgh, the town of Pittsburgh, I guess, all the football players and so forth with, stero- with the steroids. So she, the lesbian, was also the steroid king of Pittsburgh. It seems like an interesting story that if it was a guy, it would be played by Johnny Depp. Um, but it turned out that after this person died, somebody went back and read her diary, her, her, her diary entries, and found out that she really identified as a man she had a penis. Uh, no, she had. She didn't have a penis. She had a vagina. She had a vagina. I'm but, gonna go. I'm gonna go. She was a but chick. she thought of herself as a man, and therefore retro retroactively, because transgender was not a thing in the 70s, she is a transgendered woman, man, transgender yeah, man. It was a thing. There was a tennis player that uh, dominated the the guy with a dick. That yeah, there was, but the, but the but the idea of being transgender without sex sex reassignment was not a thing. There was no class, protected class of transgendered back then. Okay. And so, therefore, now that we know that this real-life woman was actually a transgendered man, only a transgendered man could portray this actor, could portray this, could portray this character, and Scarlett Johansson, who was picked to portray him, even though she looks like a butch, had to drop out of the movie. <laughs> had to drop out, didn't have to, but chose under pressure to drop out of the movie because she's cisgendered, and therefore she should not be portraying a transgendered person. So did they cast a... Uh, they haven't cast anybody because who the fuck are they going <laughs> to find to be in a major motion picture that's tra- that can carry box office? I would argue Scarlett Johansson is close enough. I mean, that that is a very, uh, you know, sexually ambiguous type of person. But she was not picked because she's a great actress. She was picked because she's in the fucking Avengers and she carries box office and she has box office weight behind her well they they're making another uh, they're yeah sh- and and i'm sure that whoever was in charge of producing the film was they didn't cast you know margot robbie they they no, cast no. sort of a a butch yes essentially what i i'm pretty sure she's a lesbian well it has to be an actress willing to play a butch lesbian on screen so there's that you have to cut your hair and be a you know act yeah, like a dude you don't want well uh, well robbie did uh tanya harding like, yeah she was I, great i loved her in the movie by the way i thought she did a really good job Speaking of speaking of butchy butchy, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I can't believe the guy's name was Jaluli. Yeah, what the fuck is that? By the way, that, uh, Alice and Jenny was genius in that movie as the mom. Yeah, she, <laughs> she was, was so abusive at every turn. But I dude, I, I think they were probably hedging their bets a little bit. Like, well, we're not, you know, it's like it's close enough. Like she's a a lesbian. She's yes. a, a chick with a deep voice and and short hair. Like, yes. what the fuck else are we supposed to do? A massive massive quads. But here's the real thing. So uh, uh, Hollywood put out uh, uh, there's a there's a clip we have at the beginning of the show where uh, uh, from this Hollywood transgender commu- actors who 90 percent of them seem to be on the show transparent. I'm not sure they're a star. Uh, put out a thank you letter, a thank you, a video to Scarlett Johansson for seeing the light and dropping out of this out of this thing. Oh, because that's not self-serving. Whatsoever. No, 
But here's the email. I'm just trying to get the part. Here's a point I think Amy makes her email, which is actually smart, which is like if only if we're saying now that we, this is we've done this with race and everything else, if only transgendered actors can play transgender characters in the movie because that's authentic to their their gender. That therefore means that transgender people cannot play cisgender characters in movies because that's inauthentic. And isn't that ninety nine percent of the roles out there? So aren't trans people like screwing themselves out of being cast in pretty much every single other movie out there? Dude, the entire argument is is completely retarded. Uh, like, there's such a fallacy in terms of if it's beneficial to you. Like, uh, well, uh, yeah, like like you said, like uh, any Asian. Essentially, you know, a yellow, a yellow, which I never figured out because they don't even look yellow to me. Um, oh. <laughs> You're sticking with yellow manager. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just saying when it's like, you know, yellow. My grandfather used to call every Asian person Charlie. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Was he in Vietnam? Uh, yeah, he was too old for Vietnam. This was way before Vietnam. I think it's from the. I think it was from well Charlie Chan. I think Charlie Chan movies in the old days. Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize. I think he was a white guy that's too. Where that came from. Yeah, so he would call, it, and he, it was a very nice guy, very nice gentleman. He didn't mean anything by it, but just instead of learning Asian names, he just called everyone Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, I, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? Sorry, I throw a yellow man. You're yellow. Uh, uh, you call Asian uh, people yellow. Oh, so it, so I mostly like I have a dual citizenship in in Ireland. Um, you know, my uh, dad is Irish. Um, I don't I don't care about that very much, but. No one would give a shit if I played uh, a Swedish guy, right? No. Uh, that wouldn't even, and for good reason. Like, no one would even think for that to be a question. Um, so why is it different? It's, it's racist. Well, honestly. I would say it would be kind of ridiculous. So remember Ray uh, Fiennes, Joseph Fiennes, Ray Fiennes, one of them was playing Michael Jackson Ralph in the movie. Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Was playing Michael Jackson in that in that weird movie with Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor and stuff like that. It was a white guy, and everyone they got so upset they couldn't air they couldn't air the TV show. Even though Michael Jackson had pale skin, he was an African American. He fucked these bleached his skin. Well, you can't find a black guy that's white. No, but they could have put makeup on or whatever. But I could see if you were going to play like a black basketball biopic, I could see how that would be weird if you had a white actor playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar story. That would just no matter how good an actor he was, that would be weird. Because you would know, no matter how much makeup they put on him, it was like a, a Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. You would know that it was like a white guy playing See, a black guy. I was thinking guy. about that the other day. I think the reason the type of asshole, like fucking douchebag that writes letters and gets offended by shit, even yeah. though they're probably not. I think with Tropic Thunder, they're like, nah, it's funny. Yes. Like, it's just yes. kind of funny. Because th- there is no rhyme or reason to why they these fucking no. douchebags weren't offended. No. But well, they were just like, well, it was uh, funny. just call, yeah, give give us uh, it call was funny. Spade here. It, it, but it, it's like, <laughs> look, I mean, they, you can't if the transgender person looks like cisgender, they can play that. If they look, everyone looks differently in the movies, anyhow. It is idiotic. Now, I saw Laverne Cox, who apparently speaks for every transgender person everywhere. So, which I think kind of sucks for Laverne Cox because you get called for every transgender story ever. <laughs> <laughs> to comment on it, at some point you're probably like, "Fuck!" I, can you find another tranny out well, there? Well, she seems more than willing to participate. She's also. open. Well, it's good for her career. Uh, the reason is not because transgender need to play transgender. It's because it's very hard as transgender actor to get hired into any roles, and therefore the one few, the very rare movie where you do have a transgender character should be portrayed by a transgender actor. Why? What do you think about that. I don't know. 
I mean, how how about we just see who auditions the best? I mean, I think she's saying like she he is saying I can't get hired to play a female hero in an action movie. Therefore, I can only get hired to play the transgendered character in a movie. Well, then that would seem to fly in the face of your entire thesis, which is you're just a woman, which we all know is not true. <laughs> no, like not true. it, like let's be honest. When you look at someone who's trans, yeah. you're like, oh, it's a guy. Yeah. Or I was a, kind of fooled in the crying game. I'll give you that. I was kind of fooled in the crying I didn't game. I see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. When uh, whatever that uh, actor, act, actress, actor, the tranny actor. The whole room, the whole theater screamed. Well, if you were going down on him, I guarantee you'd know the difference. Yeah, Ray. It was a most effeminate guy, like weighed about eighty pounds, twink. And when uh, when he pulled off his robe, and then there was a dick there, I, the entire audience screamed. <laughs> so there, there, and then then they have the character. I forget the actor's name. The Irish actor goes and vomits in the movie. He vomits because he was just having sex with her, about to have sex with her. Which they based that uh, pet detective scene with Jim Carrey with the plunger on his face off. Right, of right. When he's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's so grossed out. That was a funny scene. He was so homophobic. He was so grossed out. How was Dan Marino in that movie? <laughs> Under-discussed. Made no sense. No. Uh, they probably had some cameos. But here's the point. So, yes. I, I mean, I It could, wasn't a cameo. He was like a legitimate. He was a character. Integral yes. character. In he, the was kid, he was kidnapped. Anyway. Um, I, I understand, like, the sort of point where they're coming from. I, if it was, like, a black person saying, how can you have a biopic of a black person use a white actor? I would kind of say, yeah, I kind of get that. But this is such a thing where, you're like, there's no difference here. If you're a woman, if you're a trans man or trans woman, you've got to be a man or woman gender-wise, and therefore you've got to cut it in that field. Or well, it, would, it would be such a ridiculous discussion if it weren't acting. Yes. The, the whole point is yes. that you're pretending to be a different person. Yes. So, like, if you're like, uh, well, you know, the spokesman for the trans uh, lobby, yes. like, okay, that, yeah, that should probably be a trans. Uh, trans so, like, if you're Rachel Dolezal and you're the NAACP leader for the Northwestern District, and it turns out you grew up as a white person in Idaho. Yeah, not cool. <laughs> yes. Not too cool. No. Uh, but I want you to watch the entire uh, thank you video. Maybe you'll feel differently because they were very heartfelt. It's not going to happen. So when, I like how the, also, by the way, the premise of all their thank yous are all like, thank you for coming around to the right understanding and not being, a, not being an ass. So we appreciate, like, like, you should all know this. So I appreciate the fact that you had to learn to be the right way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a great apology. But I don't really have you. the time, but I, I, if, if I was actually following this the way you are, I, yes. I would just self-publish a video called Fuck Off. <laughs> and uh, I'd be like, why don't you suck my fucking fuck dick? Off, fuck, fuck off, fuck off, Fucking cunt. Um, but all right, Matt, save your, save your anger. We have a, our, our, our uh, final segment, for Pennies in a Bunch, for Patreon-only customers. By the way, everyone loves these uh, Pennies in a Bunch segment on Patreon. I've heard. I've heard. I think Vlad, Vladimir Putin has signed up. <laughs> There's some other, some other people have signed up. Uh, by the way, do you think uh, uh, Vlad uh, Putin has fucked Melania before? I was thinking about that the other day. I'm sure he's fucked one of her cousins. Yes. I'm, do you think he just was, he was an escort for him like, in the 90s, how awkward that would be? Like... Oh. Do you think there's actually cuz I I'm I'm kind of not buying it at this point but you know the the uh, dossier the um steel dossier the Trump like, game pissed on in Moscow Yeah do you think there's actually a P tape I don't think so I think it's a lot more severe than that Uh I think I that's a, it's like I would actually I thought about this a long time as I do I don't think Trump is a guy who likes the like the dirty works I get the feeling he's not that I think he's more of a He obviously has a, a a micro penis. Yeah, but I think he if a guy like hires like porn stars like Stormy Daniels is not the same guy who gets like the 
anorexic girls to pee on each other. I agree. I, I think it's like a, a red herring. Like yeah. I think what Putin actually has is is something a lot more damning than a, a pee tape. I think it's actual documents showing that you know he embezzled a lot of money. Yeah, it's possible. I I mostly when I see things like that, I mostly think about has Putin uh, fucked Melania before, <laughs> and is it really awkward when they meet? <laughs> because when your wife is an was a former escort. Every guy, every powerful guy you meet, you have to go like, did you, did you, you know, <laughs> like, it's just kind of odd. It's yeah, I don't know how odd. that works. I mean, I'm you're, not, you're I don't Boogie, know. Like, uh, uh, what's his name's character in Boogie Nights? Uh, uh, the uh, guy from Shameless. Uh, uh, William H. Macy. Yeah, when he keeps seeing his wife having sex with other guys. Well, I really hate the fact, like, I have to be, like, sort of honest with myself. I, I, I know that every girl I meet is not a virgin. So that just means some weird guy had, like, his balls slapping against her her taint and 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 that's gross but at least you know you can kind of pretend when your wife is a hooker yeah you can't even pretend especially a hooker to like more famous people you'd see on tv all the time or like (laughs) you'd run into like at parties and stuff that's really awkward i mean just if you if you're dating a girl you run to the ex-boyfriend that's awkward yeah but if it's like 10 guys at like the uh whatever the oscars have all been with her (laughs) that's really then it's really then you go william h macy with the gun then it's really fucking awkward yeah so you make up for it uh all right, that's our show for today. Matt, you got something you're selling. What are you selling about yourself? Be like one of these transgendered actors. What are you selling about yourself? Um, I don't know. I don't have a lot going on. I'm I'm still – I realize that I, I don't have that many good ideas, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm kind of like running low. But I, I, I am still very concerned about the pound-for-pound pound thing because it, it, logically it just makes no sense to me. Why don't you start a boxing league? Uh, there was an L.A. boxing league, by the way, a few years ago. It collapsed, of course. I always do. Uh, 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 why don't you start a boxing league where it's open weight? No, no, no not by weight category. Would it be well, bare, would it be bare knuckle or with gloves? Dude, I, this, uh, uh, yeah, I would say. Well, you can't poke people in the eye. Yes. And fish hooking, which I didn't even know was a thing, but yes. I looked it up, and it's obviously prying someone's mouth open. What about rabbit punching? I don't know what that is. When you hit in the back of the head, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah I would say all that should be legal. Uh, I mean, if we're really going extreme. Uh, no, no, legitimate, legitimate boxing with rules and stuff and a referee, but weight, open weight category. Like you would see, like what's his name, the guy fought in the backyard fighting Kim, Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. Yeah, like he, did, it was no weight category for Kimbo Slice. It was like <laughs> no, he was the toughest guy. He was, he well, but he did weigh like two hundred thirty pounds. I mean, he was a big well, dude. Well, the fucked up thing is UFC. The Dana White is that UFC? Is that what it's called? Yeah, UFC. Uh, they have a an a heavyweight category, but if you're over two hundred seventy pounds, yes. you can't fight. Really? Yeah, you're you're not allowed. You have to cut weight to get to that. But how many guys are over two hundred seventy pounds that are in shape? Oh, I bet you there's a fucking three hundred pound guy that could beat the shit out of both of us. What does Brock Lesnar weigh? He's huge, dude. Two seventy. Does he? Two sixty nine <laughs> and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem, the pro- essential problem with your thing is like you then have guys can't fight fairly. If one guy's two seventy and one guy's one forty, they can't fight evenly. They can't fight in the same style because the guy who's two seventy would destroy him in a stand up punching fest which is the entire thesis of the point of your sport the toughest guy wins but then you'd have the little guy doing that muay thai shit where he's like running around circles so you're saying it would just get boring yeah, i would say it'd be boring yes because he it would, would it would it be a knockout to win or be scored on points well the little know, guy would just do his little fucking jabs and run around circles around the big i guy. don't know if boxing had that stipulation because lennox lewis i mean that guy must have weighed uh close to 300 i mean he's a big he ass big guy dude. Um, but he was boring too because he would just jab because yeah arms. I don't think boxing uh, heavyweight has a has a weight limit because you're just when you're fat you just can't do anything in boxing 
You yeah, can't move. I, I just want to see. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Um, what about like one sixty? What about like one sixty to two ten, as a weight category? I mean, like bar fight. Sure, like yes. call it something reasonable. Like uh, like a middleweight versus a heavyweight would make sense. But like these featherweight guys who are like five, the little Latino guys who are like five six and one thirty, they can never take on a big guy. Well, ever. dude, I I was having the conversation. Uh, so I weigh like two hundred five pounds. I could probably lose you know five or ten pounds easily. But um, I was sort of joking, and I was with a bunch of guys that really follow MMA. Yeah, we were watching one of the pay per views, and I was like, we we're watching like the ultra feather whatever. Yes, I was like, I could beat that guy's ass, and I was sort of just talking shit, and they were like, Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, are you serious?" Well, they're little guys. <laughs> so I was like, always that martial arts guy who, like, if you've ever been to martial arts class, I went to a keto aikido class like a long time ago, and they always find that the martial arts teacher is always like five six, and they always find the biggest guy in the class <laughs> to show how like they can take down a guy of any size. Right. So if you happen to be the biggest guy in class, which I'm sure you've been in many situations, they always have to demonstrate how size doesn't matter in these classes. And they'll do some weird shit to you and like crack, crack your wrist. Yeah, like take the guy's legs <laughs> yes, out. Yes. So you're always getting beat up over and over again. But then when they break up in groups where you like you have a smaller person you're, you're sparring with, they can never do anything. Because <laughs> unless you're like a quadruple black belt with 30 years of training, it doesn't matter. The bigger guy always wins. Dude, I, I am I, I don't, I'm so fascinated by the Bruce Lee thing. Like I talk to reasonably intelligent people and they're like, Bruce Lee was like the toughest man ever. And I'm like... You know that was a movie, right? Like, yeah, like he was trained in in uh, uh, karate, I think, or he beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, martial artist. Yes, like he also weighed like ninety eight pounds. Yes, he was tired. Like, I'm not saying I he could kick my ass for sure, but he could keep kicking you over and over again. I'm not sure what the effect would be. Like, I don't think he could just knock you out. You he don't think Mike Tyson would beat the ever loving shit out of uh, Bruce Lee? I think that Mike Tyson would have trouble landing blows cleanly he only needs one that's what i'm saying but i think bruce lee could kick him over and over again i'm not sure what would happen but like that's why in terms of points he would beat him on points every single time no i'm talking street fight to the death yeah kimbo slice did not lose to a lot of little guys they're all big fucking truck drivers because that's what those guys if you look how much the the, the the meter where they punch the thing they're so much stronger than the small guys yeah their force of their of their blows are so much stronger and they can absorb more blows because they're bigger so you hit them in the stomach, and they have a lot more padding between the ribs. So you can't really hurt you can't really hurt them. So yeah. it doesn't make any sense. But I think you You're should do usually, it. Do it. Do a boxing league. No weight boxing league. You can have gloves. It doesn't really matter. But no kicking. I don't like the kicking. I like guys like Kimbo Slice. Like so, if you're just like, let's say you're in Vegas, and you're like, I'm just gonna bet on this fighter because yes. he, he looks mean. Yes. Nine times out of ten, you're wrong. <laughs> yes. It's like the nerdy guy that yes. beats the shit out of that guy. But uh, Kimbo Slice. Yes. You're like. Mm, that guy looks really tough. Yes. And, uh, and he, he looks like the bad guy in every movie where they have a bad black like guy. Like, if that guy cut in line in, in, in front of me, I, no. I'd be like, uh, whatever. Dude. Go ahead, man. Sure. <laughs> no problem. All right. It's Last Men on Earth. Go to patreon.com for slash Last Men on Earth. Sign up. Uh, we have like three, four categories now. There's all sorts of good stuff you can get on there, uh, including the Matt Reach. No one signed up for the Matt Reach around yet, Matt. I'll let you know. I'll let you know when it happens. You can choose photos. Talk to you next week. <laughs>